like we pick up Casper. I feel like that's just so ambitious. I set big goals. <laughs> okay. I set big goals here. Well, welcome back to another episode of Swiped, a podcast about modern dating. It has been a while, and I feel like this is the conversation that we have every time that we record now. It's one of those, hey, I'm sorry, it's been a while, um, but at this point, I think you're just going to have to get used to it of a uh, weird release schedule. So uh, we don't have much time today. So we are going to jump right into it. And um, Kathy, one of the things that I, 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 I wanted to dust off the microphones on a podcast mm-hmm. because I saw this article posted on Long Reads a couple of weeks ago. And it's an article by Sarah Caspier called Falling for My Booty Call. Can you read us an excerpt? Um, I can. I was not prepared to read an excerpt, but uh, I can. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that uh, that jumped out to me about this article is that it's so relevant to the podcast. Hmm. And I can give you a little bit of a summary, actually. Okay. So, you um, don't need to do an excerpt if you do a summary, but I didn't read the article. Yeah, and I will, I'll leave the link in the episode description. How about mm-hmm. that? And you, lovely listener as well, can go listen and listen. Well, you, lovely listener, can go read that article as well um but basically sarah outlines um her 20s and of her hookups in her 20s and Mm. basically every hookup left her unfulfilled and uh, you know she was looking for one thing the guys were looking for another thing and they could never meet in the middle so she left very unsatisfied And as I was reading this and as I thought about talking about this on the podcast, I thought, is this the first time that sex has ever come up on the podcast? Is it? I think so. Huh. So in that case, sorry, mom, I I think. Yeah. My mom's not a listener. And I'm just preemptively apologizing in case my mom is somehow a listener. (laughs) I'm just going to say, sorry, mom. And it's not too late to uh, hit stop and delete this episode. But also I want to make a warning. If you are listening to the car, listening to this in a car as you're taking the kids to school, don't actually don't probably just don't listen to this podcast in general with children around. Yeah, but uh, if you're by yourself, I suggest you pour yourself a glass of wine, dim the lights, and kind of put on some like smooth jazz or something and and get right into it. So, I mean, do you put on smooth jazz for your hookups? Um, we might get there. <laughs> so, so okay. let's talk let's let's talk about hookups in general. And Essentially, like I said, Sarah was not getting what she needed to get out of her hookups. What had she, like, what had she been looking for that she wasn't getting? It seemed like she was looking for something that was a little more serious than a hookup, so... Like, if she, did she want a relationship? I mean, I feel like this is maybe too basic of a question, but, like, was she going into hookups trying to convert them into relationships? I think so, and I've I've definitely run into that in the past where mm-hmm. um, I've had hookups with people who used hookups as a way to backdoor their way into relationships. I never felt like that was healthy. Did you have anybody like successfully backdoor their way into a relationship with you? Never. 
Really? Uh, you just shut that door? <laughs> um, it, sometimes I shut that door. Sometimes the door was shut on me in frustration. Yeah. Um, it's gone just about every way over the course of my lifetime. Um, but yeah, it, it has never worked out in my entire life where someone has successfully backdoored their way from a hookup into mm-hmm. a relationship. Like, because I feel like those are two entirely different tracks, train tracks. Yeah, I think they're so entirely different. That if you're expecting to convert from a hookup into a relationship, you will just be setting yourself up for disappointment. And so if that's what this article is about, then I think her expectations were misaligned. So one of the things that came up in the article as well is there's this pivotal moment where she is in a taxi with one of her hookups Mm -hmm. and she lays her head down on his, uh, on, on his lap and he starts stroking her hair. So she calls it the boyfriend touch and she found herself very confused by the boyfriend touch. And Mm. she said, basically... It is too intimate. So that's a big question. Like, what's too intimate in a hookup? Like, what's... Huh. Huh. So she didn't didn't like that boyfriend touch? It freaked her out? She liked it, but she felt like it was very relationship. I thought that's what she was looking for, though. It was, but she was confused. Okay. Because he didn't want a relationship... But he started stroking her hair like it was a relationship. That's interesting. I mean, I feel like, too, if you want that kind of, like, intimate partner touch, like, you can get that in a hookup super easily if you just, like, say that you want it or set up scenarios that involve it. But does that take it from a a hookup track to a relationship track? I don't think it has to. I don't. I mean, I don't think it has to at all. But I think there are some very like fetishy ways that you can get that same caring touch. I guess it's kind of. Oh my god, mom, hang up this podcast yeah, right now. It's yeah. like kind of a daddy touch. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Go on. Like. Oh my god. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, we just listener. I am blushing. Yeah, we just. Uh, we just messed up everybody's uh, headsets but um, yeah so I okay 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 I get that um, so I, I think you know I, I think one of the things that comes at the core of the article and it's something that we've continued to repeat over the course of this podcast is like communication Yeah. why are you not communicating your needs and your desires um, but being afraid to communicate like so that gets to my next thought that I had. Like, how do you communicate during a hookup? How much communication? During? No, no, like outside of the hookup. Uh-huh. So when you're not hooking up yeah. and you're in separate places, mm-hmm. do you communicate? Do you talk on a daily basis? Most of my hooking up was like before I was married. So it was just so long ago that the way that I think people expected to communicate in relationships was different anyway. So all my thoughts here might be outdated. So what do you think? So this is You've like hooked up more recently. Yeah, you're giving me like the the Seinfeld, yeah, uh, the Seinfeld version. What you know, like 
Seinfeld episodes could all be solved these days by having a cell phone. Oh, like story- no, I haven't seen this before, but it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, that's what I'm saying. It okay. changes the entire narrative by yeah. adding a cell phone is what you're saying. Like, if you're hooking up with somebody, do you, like, watch their Instagram stories? Or is that too relationshipy? Or how do you react if another girl shows up in their Instagram stories? Do you freak out? I don't think you can. I mean, I guess you can, right? Like, you can do whatever you want. But I think that if that makes you feel like you would freak out, you should, like, reassess and talk to the person you're hooking up with. And probably get out of that situation. Probably get out of it, yeah. Because it's not going to end well. Yeah. So, I so think, why don't you tell us your experience with, like, hooking up and communicating? Um, it's It's gone a lot of different ways, I'd say. And, mm. and cell phones definitely are a game changer <laughs> when you think about hookups. And I think they're a game changer because people are hypothetically always available. And that's what I feel is pretty stressful about having a cell phone Mm -hmm. is that like sometimes people's expectations of being able to contact you are very unrealistic so okay so what if i have an iphone the seller person has an iphone Mm -hmm. they can see that i read their message what if i don't want to respond to them at that moment what What if if you're at work yeah what if i am at work what if you're with your other hookup Yeah, so I can think of one in particular where I was at work, and this was after the first hookup, maybe? Uh Yeah, it was just one and only hookup in this case, and um, she had left, like, some earring or something at my place, Uh and I was at work, so I went into a meeting, didn't take my cell phone, and I come back to the office... And I look at my cell phone and I have like 10 texts and they're all from her. And she's trying to carry on a conversation. I didn't respond. So she responds again, 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 on and on. And then finally she's like, you know what? You can fuck yourself. And whoa, like, whoa. I, was like, I was like, okay, wait. Whoa. what? So, like while you were in this meeting? Yeah. So you She kn- got herself all the way there? You know how long I was gone? Less than an hour. Wow. So I think some people are expecting a lot more out of a hookup. How was that hookup? Like, how did you, how had the two of you arranged this hookup? Like, was it clear from the outset that it was just a hookup? Yes. For her? Yes. And I I don't know how much detail I can go into because this one is, uh, the more specific I can, I get this one can be a little easier to narrow down, but um, there's, I can say that there was enough discussion up front and there are enough um, outside things that limited to just a hookup. And I think that's where I can leave it uh, for this podcast. I mean, I think in general, we haven't really talked about this yet, but like, I think expectations are the most important thing. And like, how do you know if, how do you know if it's just a hookup to the other person if you haven't actually talked about it? Or how do you make it clear that you just want to hook up and you're not available for a relationship right now? I think that comes, that should come before the the initial hookup. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's only fair. um, Because, and I feel like 
all of those types of communication should happen before a hookup or mm-hmm. even if it's a relationship that you're getting into like what kind of communications are you having before you have sex for a first time you know what i've been thinking about like while we've been talking about this i've been trying to think about like my best hookup and like there was a guy i dated and i think what makes this the best hookup is that he was married in an open marriage and i was not this is like it was maybe the first guy i dated who was like in an open marriage and i was like still learning about what that meant i was this was like my early mid-20s but I think what made it so good is that he was so clear in his communication. Like I knew exactly what he could do, exactly what he wanted to do. He made me feel like really respected. Like he was just like a sweetie, you know, but like I always knew my expectations were totally in line with his, I think, because it was like I married I'm allowed, well, allowed is maybe not the right word, but, like, he and his wife had negotiated, like, parameters, and he explained all these parameters to me, and so I was totally comfortable, like, moving within those, you know? Yeah, and when I think back to my healthiest hookup, it's a very similar situation. Mm. It was somebody that was in an open marriage, uh-huh. and it was great for those reasons yeah. exactly, because the communication was exactly what I needed. But then at the same time, like, um, it was just so straightforward, mm-hmm. but I still felt like a person throughout the, the whole totally. process and like, it just worked. It absolutely worked. Um, huh. so it's funny how that, that happened yeah. in both cases. So listener, I think we are unanimously recommending that you hook up with married people. Uh, that are openly, you know, like open about it. Yes. Obviously, not someone that's running behind <laughs> their partner's back to, to cheat, obviously. Yeah. So uh, to get back to the question, though, about communication and mm-hmm. your question to me about, like, how do we actually communicate outside of a hookup and, you know, or am I texting every day? Am I responding to text in an immediate fashion? Like, yeah. That has caused so much drama, and huh. that's the kind of stuff that makes me want to not use a cell phone or, you know, not yeah. not use any sort of technology because I feel like it just complicates things. Like, Is it something that in those situations you would have felt comfortable saying, like, this is more kind of daily check-in than I want to have? Um, I have. I have pushed back on that, and mm-hmm. sometimes I just don't respond, you know, and... And then you set the, you dictate the pace that you want to go at. Yeah. And there are times, and there was, uh, actually there was a hookup that I had uh, that I can recall where on the first date, like the first time we met, I made it very clear that I didn't want to text every day. I was not going to text every day. Uh But if I had my phone... Sometimes I do want to get into a conversation, an extended text conversation, and that's okay, you know, but then I also, like, set the expectations very clear up front, where I was like, this is who I am, this is how I communicate, and if that doesn't work, then this is not going to work, and that worked very well for Mm. us for the period that, you know, we were hooking up, and, um that was just a very healthy way because she 
didn't find herself panicking over, oh, is he going to immediately respond? It became more of a, let's do, let, let's just be super casual about texting yeah. as well. Mm. But So what's your unhealthiest hookup? Mm. Oof. Jeez, <laughs> man. Digging uh, back to the files. This is, yeah, I, I wish I would have a little heads up on this question because I can, I, there, uh, um (laughs) yes um unhealthiest um i mean i i can recall if there's a situation back in my 20s um i would say it was one of my first hookups um Mm -hmm. strictly hookups and I caught feelings for this person (laughs) um and then let me summarize it by saying that they were only in the area for a short period of time. And, okay. and we knew that it was just going to work for that short period of time. But then um, once they left and, and went back to where they lived, um, they were immediately like hooking up with someone else, but then told me about it. And there was something that was like really... Um, I don't know, it just hurt at the time yeah. because like this woman in the article, I like I was gonna say this is just like the article, right? Did you fall in love with your booty call? I felt like I did. I really felt Had, like I did. Did you tell her? Oh god, no. Oh no. Wait, you can't. I mean no. maybe you can. No, why, that's why like, didn't you though? We're recommending communication. Oh, it's humiliating. But like <laughs> when she's just like, wait, you what? <laughs> Uh, you know, but uh-huh. no, I didn't. I, I never communicate that with her and I never will at this point, obviously. Uh, no. Oh, but, my God. Don't send yeah. her an email now. Yeah. By the way, 10 years ago. Just a just a heads up. Um, And I think we've talked about this a, a few times. If you are thinking about sending that email to an old hookup or an ex or something like that, write the email and then send it to us, and we will advise you on your next course of action. Which is going to be to not send the email. That's kind of something I was going to say. That I think my unhealthiest hookups have been with guys who... Uh, hmm. As a straight woman, I think there are a lot of people who... A lot of straight guys who like can't be respectful about a hookup won't be respectful about a hookup, seem like they're going to be, and then totally aren't. And I think it's kind of like, maybe they don't really believe you that you're not interested in a relationship. Maybe they think you're out for something more than you say you are. Maybe they, I don't even know. But I've had a couple hookups in my 20s, I guess, like basically ghost me before ghosting was a thing, and then try eight months later to be like, Hey, sorry about that. What are you doing right now? Don't do that either. That's wild. Um, you know, at some period, the hookup's over. Like, yeah, the phase is over. Like, well, I mean, I think there are situations where you can swing back around to people in a respectful way, but if you have treated somebody disrespectfully, don't do that. Yeah, it's it's a flat out no go for me right. as well, um, but yeah, it, that's it. and I I think 
well, I guess the root, the men are the problem here, essentially. Um, Expecting that, you know, like, they're not going to take you or take women at their word of what they're looking for. Right. Right. Totally. So, I guess... And this answer, we don't, we've we already answered one of my other questions. Are successful hookups possible, you know, and what does it take for a successful yeah. hookup? Have you had other successful hookups beyond that one you mentioned? Um, I would say yes. And, yeah. and I can think of one in particular that was like a really impressive mutual fade. Huh. Um, usually there's one party that fades the yeah. other but we mutually faded each other and there was something about it that just felt like right about like the close mm-hmm. even though we both never acknowledged that it ended oh, it just did yeah and this is in the days of texting where huh. you know we saw each other yeah maybe twice a month or something two or three times a month and then mm-hmm. there was a little push on her end to see me more but in more of a relationship way and i pushed back and gave a a hard pass how did that conversation look uh she asked me to do something that was on a relationship track what type of thing is on a relationship track was it just like come over to my house before that and then she was like come to my family's baptism or something uh, she wanted to see me when the sun was up <laughs> <laughs> did you have a rule about that i mean like when do you see a hookup when the sun's up when you go have breakfast oh <laughs> i don't know i mean do you have breakfast with a hookup do you go have breakfast with a hookup or i mean i remember man this was the hookup freshman year of college that we had like I mean, I think you might if you, I don't know, are 19 years old and stay out until six in the morning before you even start your hookup. So we... Who has the energy for that shit? 19 year olds. Jeez. I know. That makes me sick to my stomach to think back. It was, it didn't make me sick to my stomach at that point, but I remember like this was a hookup. He was, I mean, we were like kind of an ongoing hookup thing for a couple of years, but this was, I think the first time we'd hooked up. And we went to just like a diner to get pancakes for breakfast. And we were sitting next to a family that had, it was like a mom and a dad and like a toddler. And the toddler was trying to like have a conversation with us, which was weird enough. And the, the kid said, do you have kids? And he looked at me and I looked at him and he was like, I hope not. Like, yeah, we hope we don't have kids. Fuck. Yikes, that's so Yikes. awkward. It was awkward. Um, I, I've i had very limited breakfast with hookups. Um, there was one that was very interested in going to get coffee. Like, she never had a hookup take her to coffee. And so she, like, told you this? Like, I've never had a hookup do this and I want somebody to? Yeah. Well, good for her for communicating it. And, um... I had a coffee maker. <laughs> and Did I'm... you take her just like to your kitchen? Yeah. Were you already in your house? 
uh, yes. <laughs> she was like, take me out for coffee. And you were like, you can sit in my kitchen. I'm not leaving the house with you. Um, No, no. The sun was up. So, I mean, obviously not. But, wow. Yeah, I mean, you I'm have like pretty kidding. strict rules yeah, here. Yeah, no. Um, sorry. I just want to go with the flow about my hookups, I guess. Yeah, sorry, lovely listeners. Uh, <laughs> this is a side of Jarrell we've never seen. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, yeah. It's a little weird. But, um, I mean, so, okay here's one of my last questions about this mm-hmm. like can you be friends with a hookup like is that even possible During the hooking up phase or like before or after both um and hmm. i guess it gets back to what's that was that movie when harry met sally the famous scene and when harry met sally when they're having the conversation in the car whether I've or not seen it jeez maybe we'll <laughs> we'll have like a a swiped podcast listen to when harry met sally uh-huh. so one of the big scenes in it is when harry tells ask sally if he think if she thinks that men and women can be friends and he are was, they hooking up no not at that point okay but he is basically saying he doesn't think that they can be friends because sex gets in a way or desire to uh, have sex gets in a way isn't this movie from like the 80s it is. Okay. I feel like we're a little more enlightened now. Yeah, but I mean. So have you ever been friends with a hookup? I have, actually. I have. And I think it's possible, you yeah. know, and I, I I, have been friends with people before hookups. I've been friends with people during hookups, and I've been friends with people after hookups. Mm-hmm. But I think it all relies on the other party, like, you know, in my case, I've always been open to it and I've always been pretty supportive of it if it were bound to happen. Like how I mean, how can your hookups even make that transition to friends with you if you won't see them in the daylight? I see them in the daylight. Then that's the sign that it's over. Oh, OK. So you can't be you're going to be like either or. Yeah, it's it's tough to to maintain a f- friendship and yeah. just hook up with a friend like i i don't think that that's i'm thinking of like it's complicated it's very complicated in my like youth like high school college age youth like i tried to like hook up with some friends and it never worked out like it was always friends who like would have wanted to date me and i just didn't want to like there was a reason we were just friends right and not like partners so that never worked out well. I did have, I guess, like one fairly healthy hookup situation where it started out, it started out, I guess, as dating, but then just like was not really going to like transition into a relationship. So then I, I think it like transitioned into a hookup, but then it transitioned into like just low-key friends. That worked well. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's possible. I definitely think it's possible. And I I do agree with you. Like, the whole uh, premise is dated at this point. Mm -hmm. And I I definitely do think that men and women can be friends, obviously. Um, But then also that it is possible to be friends with a hookup um, after the hookup or before the hookup. But during the hookup, it gets a little dicey Hmm. because there are so many feelings and emotions that are tied to sex like um for in my lifetime i found it i found that very few people are able to have sex devoid of emotion are you able to i have 
but I can count the number of times that I've done that on huh whatever yeah. we're we're not going to count that but <laughs> I mean this like was my 20s was like it was a big part of my self identity for a while like I can have sex without emotions like this is what I do for fun yeah, and I think that's where the idea of, like, open relationships come into play, mm-hmm. uh, where people think, like, oh, this is, there's no emotion tied to this at all. Or the emotion is, like, just a friendly emotion. Yeah. You know, it's not, like, romantic or anything like that. Or, like, life partner. No. You know, like, would I ever want to be life partners with someone that I hooked up with? Absolutely not. No. You don't think it can transition from that? I think it can. I think it could. If yeah, you're I gonna, definitely like, transition think it can. From a hook up to friends. Yeah, I definitely think it can. But like, um, in terms of like a lifelong, like actual romantic partnership, hmm. I think getting off on the hookup train in the hookup track right off the bat just doesn't work so that brings us to our second and final topic for this episode of swiped a podcast about modern dating um and it it's come up recently i i've talked to a few folks and we have a couple of interviews lined up and i unfortunately know a a handful of people that are either separated recently separated or recently divorced um so this has been a hot topic and we just thought we'd take a few minutes to talk about it before uh we had our first guest that is separated or divorced so you know kathy i you're the expert here and i (laughs) i just want to talk with you about it because obviously I've never been divorced I've never been married Mm -hmm. um but um as a divorced as someone divorcee yeah divorcee yes as a divorcee excuse me um like what was that like for you hmm hmm well it was I guess I'm just in a different place now than I was then. So it's a little bit hard to think back to what it was like. Do you want to talk about like what it was like for me or just like my general tips? I will get to general okay. tips. But okay, we'll let's have talk time for about both. like, okay. yeah, we do have time for both. But let's talk about both. Yeah, um, it was terrifying. I would say like the biggest emotion I had about it was just like panic. Like, it didn't sound fun. It didn't sound exciting. It got to a point where it started to sound fun and exciting. And, like, I was interested to, like, see who's still out there, you know, and, like, meet people. But at first, it did not feel like that. I think it was... I don't know. Like, I guess things obviously, like, didn't work out with my ex-husband and we didn't have a good relationship, but... I felt like he knew me so well, knew everything about me, knew everything. And we just like, I guess it was hard to imagine doing that again with somebody. I don't know. I mean, I also, my marriage was very bad. So that really colored how I felt about dating. I just didn't, 
have a lot of like self-confidence and that affected how I felt about it. So, I mean, how do you even get back out onto the dating market? Like, what what is that like? I mean, I think you do it differently depending on who you are and what it feels like. But I made an online dating profile and uh, just talked to my friends about it a lot. Like, I had a bunch of girlfriends who were also, like, either newly divorced or not very newly divorced at the same time as I was divorced. So I had this group of like four other best friends who were just like totally there for me. And like I could send them people's profiles of online dating and be like, I don't know. What do you think about this one? Like, does anything strike you as off? That was my biggest thing. I didn't trust my gut at all anymore because look where my gut had gotten me before. You know, I used to like really believe in my intuition And it was very scary to feel like I couldn't do that anymore. I felt so unprotected. Like I couldn't protect myself. So let's say that you don't have that group of other people that are going through a divorce or Mm -hmm. recently divorced. How do you find those groups? I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. Like I actually like didn't. I didn't tell Facebook that I got divorced until like maybe seven or eight months later. But when I did, I had people on my like Facebook friends of mine reach out to me and say like, I'm actually divorced too. I just like haven't really been public about it. So I think the more people you start sharing that with, the more likely you are to find people who are in that situation. I think too, like truly the older I get and really what I think I mean maybe is like the older my kids get the more people around us are just divorced like eventually I mean I don't know what the divorce statistics are right now but like the older you and your kids get the the more of those people will already have been divorced so like in my kids school there's a bunch of divorced parents because we've just gotten that far okay so I I guess I'm just wondering, so what advice would you give someone uh, that is going through a divorce or is recently separated or something along those lines? Mm -hmm. I would say, first of all, like, go to therapy, like, not just one time, but stay in therapy. I think that if you're getting divorced, there's probably a lot of things for you to unpack before you can really be a healthy partner again. Or I don't know. Maybe that's not true. I know it was true for me. I'll say. Who really knows about some of the divorces out there, but I think that it's definitely not ever going to hurt to go to therapy. Um, so I would say start by going to therapy, and then I would I would say maybe just, like, don't take it too seriously at the beginning. Like, just go out. Like, go out and meet somebody and just, like, have a conversation with them and see how it goes. Like, it doesn't have to be don't, you don't have to have like really big expectations for some of those really early dates. Like just go see what it feels like. Go see what it feels like and go see how you feel. You know, this is not about like finding a new life partner. This is just about like getting back on that bike and seeing if you still know how to do it, I guess. And And having fun. I will say, you know, coming from the other side, 
some of my best and favorite dates were with people that were either recently separated or recently divorced. Hmm. And it was weird. It was weird, but they were just... Is there anything about all of them as a group? No, but I would say they were just fun. And they were fun in the sense of just like a great sense of relief Mm -hmm. um, that you talk about. Uh, But like, it just felt like, oh, shit he's normal or you know like this is like just easy this is very easy this is easier than i thought it would be Mm. what was a comment that i've heard uh that i heard a couple of times and i think you know part of it might be me in general just you know like being a like serial dating for work essentially yeah um being an easier date to go Mm -hmm. on um not one where you're like pulling teeth or something like yeah. that. I'm not saying that I'm a special I would person. Say, like some advice I have too for just like those early dates is don't spend your whole date talking about your ex. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Like I, yeah. have do that in therapy. Do that with your friends, but don't do that on dates. But that's hard, right? Because like your entire recent past has been you know, like you've been living your life in a partnership. You've been living your life in a family. And so it's not like you can talk about some vacation you went on. You went on that vacation with your ex. You know, it's not like you can talk about. There's just so many fewer conversational topics that you can think of that aren't in some way super connected to your ex partner. So I think that's a good point that um, that goes past just the marriage and divorce thing. Dating is not therapy. Yeah. (laughs) Dating is not therapy. Therapy is therapy and everybody should go. Yeah. So let me just repeat that one more time. Dating is not therapy. And I I can think, you know, um, of some really bad dates. And they've Mm -hmm. been bad dates because someone wants to use that space as therapy. And it just, it's not going to work. Yeah. Um, be, one, because I hear that enough on a daily basis from like my friends and family um, that I don't want to go on a date to feel like I'm fixing someone like that's what therapy's for. Yeah. And that's why I went to therapy is so that I'm I was not as broken or something along those lines, you know, like. Yeah. Um. So what else would. Is there anything hmm. else like. I mean, this one, this one is for <clears throat> maybe farther out, like not like those first few dates, but for once you've dated somebody for a while, I would say like go slowly and don't make any rash decisions early on in a relationship with somebody. Like I think probably a lot of us can think of somebody we know, maybe in our like friend group or our family who got divorced and then like immediately moved in with somebody or like immediately like had a baby with somebody new and I would say like give yourself some time and give yourself some space to figure out like who you are without your ex like who you yourself at this point in your life are as an individual before jumping into something that will be harder to untangle if you change your mind 
And I think that definitely goes in relationships as well. And I I can think back, there have been a few times where I have kind of quickly gotten involved with people mm. um, after relationships, and it just has never, for the most part, it has never ended well, um, because I just need time to breathe, for one, you know, um, and that breaks the don't make any rash decisions. Yeah. Um, it's just, it does not set you up for success. I feel like there's a period after every relationship where you just need to reassess. Yeah. But then find out about yourself again, because you do lose a little bit of a sense of self. Yeah. You have a sense of us. yeah. Yeah. And that's what you're talking about when you're saying like, well, dang, all of my things to talk about are right. with my... there's nothing even you can talk about. It's just tricky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that, you know, I, I'm, I mean, outside of that, good luck and yeah. continue to write into the podcast with your questions and, and please keep us updated on what's going on, how those first few dates are going and how does it feel to get back out on the market? Yeah, and definitely. We are here to help you along the way, lovely listener. Before we close for today, we do need to circle back around to just one point. Do you play smooth jazz on your hookups? <laughs> I used um, to have a playlist. What was on the playlist? Oh my God, totally clips of the heart and take my breath away. Are you fucking kidding? No, I'm not. No way. This, I mean, this was like Brooklyn hipster hooking up in like 2005. So it was very, very, very on brand. That's weird. It was weird, but Total people were fine with heart. it. Oh Are my you God. fucking no. kidding? What? No, I'm not. Wow, that is. Yeah. Uh, that's too much. It's exactly right. It was mm. ironic. We were all being ironic. That's, God, that is some hipster. It was a sign of the times. Yeah, that is some hipster bullshit. Um, yeah. No, I, I've never played smooth jazz. Um, someone did request, uh, there have been a few musical requests. Um, and, th- yeah, someone did request, um, God, did they request hip-hop? Uh-huh. I think someone requested hip hop and in there's advance, like, like make a playlist for this hookup. No. Or like in the moment, like, like can you turn before, on some music? Okay. Before, like right before she wants to uh, turn on hip hop. Mm-hmm. That's happened a few times. Um, there, there have been some musical requests, but I don't have a playlist. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure if you go on Spotify, I had an actual playlist. It was called like Make Out Playlist or something. Wow. This was a long time ago. Yeah. Make Out Jams t- 2005. Oh, God. I do actually have a Slow Jams playlist on Spotify. So, yeah. Got there's Brian Adams on it. There is a hookup playlist oh my uh, God. on Spotify. Do some outro music. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm reading through this lovely listener while we're... Uh, and it, it is all hip hop. Um this is definitely all hookup. Wow, first fuck is the name of the song. What? Hmm. Man, I'm getting old. I, I guess <laughs> it's the the bottom line is like I am a very old uh, playlist. Wow, there are multiple playlists. I mean, this that... is like what people make playlists for. This is why playlists were invented. So let me just play the first song here.
I mean, is Foo Fighters on a playlist? A hookup <laughs> no, playlist? No, it shouldn't be. I would get up and leave that hookup. Yeah, there's uh, some... R. Kelly on this? No. Nope. No. He's canceled. No. R. Kelly is canceled. Do you hear me? R. Kelly is canceled. Take it off your hookup playlist. Um, there is some Prince on here. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Kendrick Lamar. Uh, Daft Punk. Get, get Lucky. Come on, that's too. You on, can you can maybe point. play that while you're like in the shower, yeah. getting ready for your hookup. Yes, that's don't play a, that at your hookup. Yeah, uh, let's see here. What else is notable on here? Bruno Mars is on here. Arctic Monkeys, um, Blackstreet, Lady Gaga, Britney Spears, Baby, One More Time. Mm. This playlist yeah, sucks. Yeah, this is a bad playlist. This is not a Listener, hookup playlist. Listener, feel free to make your own playlist and send us a message with what you recommend we put on our hookup playlist. Africa by Toto is on this playlist. Ugh. Nobody's having sex to Africa. Like, not hookup. Mm. And that gets yeah. touchy if somebody plays that shit with me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a that's a subject for another podcast probably but um okay so here is your homework lovely listener um what is on your hookup playlist like what's on there yeah like is it kenny g smooth jazz is it total eclipse of the heart <laughs> is it r kelly is it prince like what are you listening to even outside of hookups yeah, sure. For you boring relationship people, blech, who does that? Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, lovely listener. And we are looking forward to hearing about your hookups and also your hookup playlist. So with that, just know that I would always swipe right on you, lovely listener. And thank you for listening to this new episode of Swiped, Sorry Mom, a podcast about modern dating. We will talk to you soon.